what's going on man welcome back to the basement Omron and today we got something a little bit different I've been thinking to myself how can I provide more value and more actionable content to those of you guys that really support for the channel really ride for the channel helping keep the lights on on the patreon and I decided that I'd start doing some more team audits where I can kind of go through each of your guys's teams and give some trade suggestions kind of evaluate your team in general talk about some rookie draft strategy and instead of doing that behind the scenes in the discord I decided I'd put it into video form to help as many of you guys as possible with similar teams like these especially because all three were in that rebuilding productive struggle type area where I think a lot of us are that had startups maybe last year the year before that and we're now trying to pivot from productive struggle tanking team into contender so I think that's going to help a lot of people here if you want to have your team featured going forward make sure you go down below check out the patreon patreon.com slash ron stewart we got an insane amount of stuff on there we have now team audits we have the rookie rankings dynasty rankings rs grades all the seasonal stuff that i provide it's a, a plethora of content so if you want any of that stuff if you want access to any of that stuff check it out as always if you can't support that way just make sure you go down below subscribe leave a like let's go thirsty thirsty try to choose i mean i know i'm all right, so the first team we're going to talk about is from Chris underscore. And before we even get into the nitty gritty on the team, I'm going to kind of break down what this screenshot is, because this is what we're going to use moving forward for these teams where we kind of break down quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, starting lineup, and all of these picks. So let's kind of break it down section by section. First, we have the team breakdown across each position and each of these players. So Deshaun Watson, Fields, Trubisky, they're ordered by keep trade cut values, which is a trade calculator that is kind of crowdsourced and it's just to kind of give you guys a feel of how these players are ranked across each position in trade value then i highlighted players that i have either in my rankings as soft sells or hard sells or guys that i thought just based on your team your team needs that i would call soft sells or hard sells and then we have to the right of all the positions the starting lineup and this is a really cool idea i guess i'm kind of patting myself on the back here but i think it's really important to have an accurate assessment of how your team looks for the current year if you're trying to contend or even if you're not trying to contend just getting a feel for how you look just through the lens of 2022 so i found underdogs adp underdogs a huge sponsor of the channel they're really good it's a best ball site you can draft on there and it's a really good way for all of us dynasty guys who are sickos and very zoomed out right now in the dynasty space we're just thinking about the next three years and rookie prospects when you go on underdog and you hop in a draft you can kind of get much more of a feel of how redraft kind of feels about these guys in 2022 so a guy like michael thomas who is the dynasty like wide receiver 45 on underdog he's like the wide receiver 24 so there's a pretty clear discrepancy there now obviously he's a win now asset but it just goes to show that he's not ranked that low because he can't be a top 24 wide receiver it's because he's old whatever whatever and he's probably being pushed down too far because of it so if you want to kind of leverage that edge in your dynasty leagues make sure you check out underdog fantasy i have a link in the description i'll probably put a link down in the comments but if you use my promo code ron when you deposit at least ten dollars they will match your deposit up to 100 so if you deposit 20 they will match 20 and you can just get those reps in to kind of get a feel for how people feel about these players in 2022 not just kind of what we feel about these players from a dynasty perspective then we have the rookie picks all the way on the end and that's where we're gonna start with this team from chris because this is a really strong team from a trade value perspective almost entirely because of the draft capital this team almost has too many firsts now obviously you can't have too many firsts but this guy has four 2022 firsts two firsts in 2023 and four firsts in 2024 which is kind of absurd for a 10 team league he legit has 
three years out 40 percent of the league's 2024 first and this team is clearly in rebuild mode but i think the route at this point is that you can kind of pivot here and start to try and compete in 2022 because i think from here you have so much liquid to let the 2024 first accrue in value and just kind of be aggressive with the rest of your assets because you pretty much have a get out of jail free card waiting for you on the other side in two years from four players in that 2024 draft class so you might as well kind of let the 2023 first and the 2024 firsts remain untouched and then use what you have now to try and win now and just have that liquidity and value on the back end just come filtering back in so in terms of trying to win now with this team just by looking at underdog adp the team starting lineup isn't bad at all once deshaun watson comes back you'll have a top five quarterback you have fields quarterback 17 not bad at wide receiver you have wide receiver 9 wide receiver 16 and wide receiver 19 in aj brown dk metcalf and dj moore that's actually a really really sexy wide receiver trio there then you also have darnell mooney who's a top 36 option and then also brandon Ayuk and rashad bateman are strong upside like swing wide receivers now this team isn't ready to compete right this second but i think you aren't too far away because now we have four firsts in 2022 and again when you have six firsts banked in those next two draft classes i think that this is the perfect time to be very aggressive and be very win now oriented with your four 2022 first because you can kind of just let those future first sit there and use your 2022 first to kind of maneuver around and get your team ready to at least make the playoffs and make some kind of a push in 2022 because the the idea here is we want to have as much liquidity and as much draft capital as possible while also competing and making the playoffs because once you make the playoffs that's really all you need in fantasy everything is just pretty much a shit show from there if you can squeak in you have a shot at like 10xing your buy-in so when you look at the rookie picks i think 1000 percent that 101 needs to be spent on Brees hall this team's very thin at running back you have ronald jones kenneth gainwell keenan wangwu and dontrell hilliard it's kind of a zero rb productive struggle type team Brees instantly gives you better title odds he should be around rb12 and underdog adp once he has a landing spot and ideally with teams like this, I always preach this, but you, I really preach that you want to have eight to 10 running backs, even if they're just guys that are on rosters, like a Devonte Booker, you want to have those handcuff lottery tickets in case of the starter goes down because you can get starting weeks from Devonte Booker's Darrell Williams, guys like Khalil Herbert. And I think that's what you should be doing with your 303, 306, 410, and 502. Those guys all need to be on your favorite running backs. The Tyler Algiers, the James Cooks, the Zamir Whites, the Brian Robinsons of the world, that fourth rounder and fifth rounder need to be whoever your guy is in Tyler Goodson, Keontae Ingram. If you use those four picks, well, you'll have eight running backs plus Brees Hall nine. I think that that would be really solid. Then I have the 102, 106, and 109 as soft sells, especially in a 10-team league. I think you've got to put an emphasis on making your starting lineup as stacked as possible, and I think that those 2022 first are a really good way to do that because... You can kind of maneuver them and maybe bundle them up with a player you already have in your starting lineup. You can take, you know, the 106 plus a guy and upgrade that spot. And at the 102, I love Malik Willis. You guys know I love Malik Willis, but I don't think that this team gains a ton from him. This isn't a team that needs any more trade value. It doesn't need to take a swing on a Malik Willis and try and cash out that way. Malik Willis also doesn't do a ton for his odds in 2022 because you already have Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields, Mitchell Trubisky. Malik Willis is likely not a better start than Mitch Trubisky at least through like the first at least while Deshaun Watson is gone Malik Willis is firmly in play to have that Trey Lance Patrick Mahomes red shirt freshman year kind of thing 
So I think a fun idea with that 102, if you don't spend it on Malik Willis, now, if you can't get a suitor or any trade guy, you don't have to sell 102 for 80% of its sticker price. You can just take Malik Willis and that is fine as well. And you can take Malik Willis and kind of go from there. One of him, him or Justin Fields should probably pop. But I also like the idea of taking Justin Fields, adding the 102 and going to paying up for Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Now, if you can't get those two, you can also pay for Joe Burrow, or you can even add a little bit more and go up to the Josh Allen, Mahomes, Justin Herberts of the world. But I like that Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray range because they're the cheapest of those bunch while also having similar upside from a year to year standpoint. And today we're going to be showing four trade suggestions, screenshots from Adiko's trade tool. I'll have his link maybe in the the comments, something like that. But he has a really cool tool where you can search trades that have been made in sleeper leagues, paid sleeper leagues. So I don't have you guys commenting down below. Stop using keep trade cut. Those trades are unrealistic. These are trades that I'm recommending that have happened in other leagues. And this one shows Justin Fields, a 23 first and a 23 second for Kyler Murray. Now, I would even argue that the 102 is probably stronger than the 23 first and a 23 second. So you could probably do Fields in the 102 for Kyler Murray and something on top, or maybe just Fields in the 102 for Kyler Murray. Uh, same thing with Lamar Jackson. The team would be unstoppable if you could pair a Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson with a Deshaun Watson, because then you have two guys that are top five-ish type quarterbacks on a week-to-week -week basis. And the beauty of it is that you're getting the same type of wins above replacement and week-to-week -week impact from those two quarterbacks as you'd be getting from, say, Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey, but they're much more stable assets as quarterbacks. They have much longer shelf life, so you're getting the same amount of edge and weekly scoring while also not losing any roster value. I think it's really missed in Dynasty just strategy and stuff is that I think if your leading scorers are your quarterback and the most value you have stored on your team is in quarterback you're probably in a good spot Deshaun Watson Kyler Murray Mahomes Josh Allen if you can get two of any of those guys you're probably at the very least limping into the playoffs now the only issue with trying to contend in 2022 for this team is you kind of got to cover your ass a little bit and upgrade one of Mitch Trubisky or Jordan Love who I have labeled as a hard sell a lot of the guys who are kind of Jordan Love apologists and liked him as a prospect still like him because we haven't seen him play enough to rule him out so there are some there are still some guys that will trade you like a second round value for Jordan Love. And the idea here would be to try and turn one of those guys into Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill to give you a really high-end QB2 while Deshaun Watson is suspended or whatever. Now, I would be waiting to make this move until the summer when we get a firm answer on how many games or what the suspension looks like for Deshaun Watson. But I think that a move like Mitchell Trubisky or Jordan Love plus your 109 for Kirk Cousins makes a lot of sense. You could also do Tannehill in like an early second for uh, Mitchell Trubisky or Jordan Love plus your 109. I think that that makes some sense. And I say the 109 and I'm kind of flinging the 109 around like it's nothing, but it's really a part of this spot in the draft I want no part in. That 109 through 204 spot is super flat. They're all pretty much in the same tier for me from Pickens, Sky Moore, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Jahan Dotson, Isaiah Spiller, these guys are all in the same tier for me. So if I can go from the 109 and just sell that off because I kind of value the 109 similar to how I would value like a 202, um, I'd be into that. So ideally, if you make moves in that range, you can have something like Deshaun, a Kyler or Lamar, and then you have a Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill to cover while Deshaun Watson is gone. Then you get Brees Hall and a bunch of random RB dart throws. We'll kind of address in a little bit how to attack the RB2, but ideally you'd probably be wanting to use one or two of you know your 106 109 202 on some wide receivers if you can maybe 
Traylon Burks falls to the 106. Maybe a Jamison Williams falls to the 109. Maybe you settle for like an Olave. I think a Sky Moore type at 202 makes a lot of sense. The wide receiver room for this team is six deep and really strong. I think I just used one or two more pieces. So that's that's what I'd be targeting with the rookie picks. Maybe again, 106 could get Burks, London, or Wilson to fall to them if Kenneth Walker gets pushed up. 109 preferably again we'd be trading off of that and then 202 could easily be a sky more and while we're talking about wide receiver i know we have a lot of these guys marked as hard sells and donovan people's jones nico collins kj osborne terrace marshall you'll never be able to just uh, like i'm not going to form trades around them because you're never going to be able to sell somebody them but they're very easy to put on the back end of a deal like earlier if, if it takes a donovan people's jones to get that Kirk cousins deal to go through then so be it. Same with the other deals. Those guys should be your first line of defense to kind of grease the wheels if players have, because I know a lot of guys in Dynasty have their favorite in terms of some guys ride really hard for Nico Collins. Some of them ride hard for Donald Peoples-Jones. Everyone, there are like a, there's like a 60% population of the Dynasty league community that really likes certain like nonsense wide receivers. Same with like an Alan Lazard or Marcus Valdez-Scantling, McCole Hardman, KJ Hamler. Every, every wide receiver like that has their own cult. So if you can find that guy, in your league and use that to sweeten up a deal that's a good way to get those guys off your team the last trade i recommend is taking a guy like cole Komet, a tight end that i'm not a huge believer in and you can kind of pair him with a pick and go get a tight end upgrade again this is a common theme especially in the 10-team league you can take a player that you don't love as much add a draft pick in there and go get an upgrade and with Komet, apparently you can do this on uh in any league this is what uh, a trade that happened on april 8th you have cole Komet and an early two for goddard or you could do something like Cole Komet and the 109 for Goddard in an early two. I think either of those make a lot of sense on this team. I don't mind Noah Fant for this team, but ideally Noah Fant's your tight end two that comes in on bye weeks for Goddard. And you kind of want to give Noah Fant some time to really break out to be a reliable tight end one for your team. So in this theoretical world, we end up with Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and like Kirk Cousins at quarterback. We have Brees Hall, at running back one, running back two was kind of just a void of random dart throws. Then at wide receiver, we have AJ Brown, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Mooney, Ayuk, Bateman, plus maybe a Traylon Burks, a Sky Moore. Then you have Goddard and Fant at tight end. Then you have six firsts in the next two years. So that's really, really nice. And then I'd also say that I'd try and be aggressive with those 2024 uh, seconds. You have, I believe, three no four 2024 seconds so you can kind of use those to trade up like if you do 106 and the 2024 second then maybe you can go from the 106 to that 103 to 105 range and lock in a wilson london or burks or you can even spend one or two on uh, of those 2024 seconds and go get a james connor in like a july or august when you know you want to wait until the draft happens because if Brees hall goes to the cardinals and you're screwed with that but I think that those 2024 20, seconds, if you want to use, you know, anywhere from like one to three of them, I think they'd be good to burn to move up into tiers of the draft that you like, or to get those cheap RB2s that can give you still pretty good RB2 production in James Conner, Rashad Penny, Kareem Hunt, all of those kind of guys. Ezekiel Elliott's another one too. Then we have our next team, which is Tushy Pushy, which is a, a crazy, a crazy looking uh, Discord name, but his league breakdown is, or league format is 12 team, super flex, 1.5 tight end premium, six point passing TDs, pretty vanilla setup. And this is another team with a ton of draft capital in that productive struggle rebuilder type mold. He has the 101, 102, five total firsts in 2022, 323 firsts, not as much 2024 draft capital, but that's fine. I don't think um, it makes a ton of sense to stockpile the 2024 ones, unless if you're going to do it like the first guy did, where he just has an insane monopoly on them. But here for this team, 
when we look at what they got, especially at the running back position with just Gainwell, P. Ryan, Darrington Evans, Darius Geis, and Mike Boone, again, a very zero RB-ish, shallow running back room. This is a team where the 101 needs to be Brees Hall. And on top of that, like with the last team, the 301, the 401, and the 406 all need to be upside handcuff running backs in the Tyler Algier, Zamir White, Tyler Goodson, Count Angram, whoever is your flavor, take those guys Add some running back depth in those third and fourth round of rookie drafts. Don't draft next year's Anthony Schwartz or Seth Williams, any of those guys. Just take swings on the running backs. Then we have the 102, which unlike the other guy, I think that this needs to be Malik Willis because the quarterback room is pretty empty here. We have Kirk Cousins, Tyler Huntley, Teddy Bridgewater, and Mason Rudolph. So you add Malik Willis to that mix. He's not going to start right away, but it gives you a massive upside swing in a quarterback room that has almost no upside. You're getting just pretty much quarterback two production from Kirk Cousins and the same from Teddy Bridgewater when he gets starting spots so you can kind of skew win now with this team already having three of those 2023 firsts banked just for the future so ideally our teams you know we want to make the playoffs every year while also maintaining a good amount of draft capital and i think especially given the fact that this team's lineup isn't bad it's kind of time to start shifting things because at wide receiver you have deontay johnson dj moore sutton all top 24 options in adp marquise brown and flex who is a Wide receiver 30 in ADP, but that is just horribly wrong. He should really be a top 24 guy. Alberto in the flex. Not great, but in tight end premium, that's not the end of the world. And then you also have Curtis Samuel in that flex mix. And the wide receiver core is strong. I think it just needs a little bit more depth. You know, after the the top four of Moore, Deontay, Brown, and Sutton, it gets pretty thin there. So I think a way to kind of strengthen that back up a little bit is probably take somebody like Jamison Williams at 107 if you want to sit in the pocket and take that pick. Or, you know, the 111, 201 picks, you can go with Pickens, Sky Moore, whatever you want. Now, I think the alternate route, which is selling those mid to late first that I've been pretty pretty much preaching this entire time, that 107, 108, is going and bundling the 107 and 108 and grabbing an AJ Brown, which this is a trade from a Deco. And, you know, you can go 107, 108, go grab an AJ Brown, go grab anybody in that range. I'm trying to think of other guys that are in that AJ Brown range, but I guess a Debo Samuel could be in that range too. Um, but I think it makes sense to bundle 107, 108, or whatever combination of first kind of makes sense for whatever wide receiver you're targeting. Ideally, you want to have one more very firm top 12 option at wide receiver. So I'd lean wanting to sell it that way. Again, my philosophy with this class is that at the 107, 108, that range, if Willis, Hall, Burks, Wilson, and London are all off the board, your pick might as well just be an early second. So if you can move off of those 108s and 109s, make sure you can do it. And I think another fun idea with that would be maybe use those 23 first. You, this guy has one, two, three, four, five, five 2023 firsts to maneuver up the board. So like the 108 and a 23 second for the 104 could be something that makes some sense. And I also like the idea of using a 23 second or two to skew a little bit more win now with this team for 22 by grabbing an RB2 with maybe a 23 second for Rashad Penny, Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders. Again, wait on that move until the summer. But I think that this is a team that is, again, an RB2. Maybe even a, a quarterback you could go grab is a Mariota or Jameis Winston type guy with those 23 seconds to cover for Malik Willis in 2022. And you can even add guys like Tim Patrick, Tyler Huntley, whoever, those guys that I have in dark red to that trade to go, you know, Tyler Huntley, Tim Patrick, and like a third and go grab Marcus Mariota. That could make some sense. But then the tight ends are solid. You have Albert O and Gronk. Uh, I will say that I don't necessarily have Hunter Henry and Irv Smith as sells, but I think on this team, 
just given you already have Albert O and Gronk, those are guys that can be moved around as well. So again, I think your starting lineup, if you make some of these moves that I'm talking about, could look something like Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota at your quarterback spots, Brees Hall at RB1, maybe Rashad Penny at RB2, AJ Brown, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Gronk at tight end, then your flex could be Sutton and Marquise Brown. I think that that would be a very, very strong team heading into 2022 with tons of 2023 draft capital. And that's without even mentioning wide receivers that you would have taken at 111, 201, and like the 208. Now, this guy, Tushy Pushy, also sent me some recent trades. So he made two trades in March that we'll take a look at real quick. First in March 8th, kind of fleeced this guy. Was saying the other day that Mac Jones was a sell for me in Dynasty. If you could get a random 2023 first for him, I would do that all day. Here he gets a 2023 first for Mac Jones with a whole bunch of plus on top of that. He gets Irv Smith, a 2023 third, a 2022 third, and Teddy Bridgewater, which is really great. I love the idea of if you trade away a Mac Jones or any quarterback that you get one in return, even if it's a Teddy Bridgewater type guy. So he got Irv Smith, two thirds, and Teddy Bridgewater pretty much for free in my eyes. And especially on a team where you have Kirk Cousins and not a ton else in your quarterback depth chart, you want to take swings at upside. Mac Jones isn't that, but I think the 102 getting Malik Willis would be that kind of thing. Now, the other trade we're going to look at is Tua for Kirk Cousins and Albert O, which is another trade I love. Tua is another quarterback I'm not very high on. I have Tua as a hard sell in the dynasty rankings, and I have Kirk Cousins ranked over him in a vacuum. So if you can trade Kirk Cousins for Tua and get a plus, which is Albert O in tight end premium, who I have as a top 12 dynasty tight end, that's massive. So this is a really solid team. These are two, two good moves. I would just be trying to, again, Use those 2023 first. I think that the best time to start making win now moves are when you're on the clock in the rookie draft. You have five 2022 firsts. Ideally, you're only using two or three of them on players. Then our last team is EJM1327. And his league format is interesting. It's a dynasty super flex, but it's tiered PPR. So you have 0.5 PPR for running backs, 1 point PPR for wide receivers, 1.5 PPR for tight ends. And you have six point passing touchdowns, 12 teams. And th that tiered PPR setting is interesting, but I don't think it changes my strategy a ton and he actually sent me a message when he sent me the team so let's read it real quick he said this is a pretty standard productive struggle team i drafted last offseason made a couple trades in the offseason so far however i'm still in pretty desperate need of a quarterback too i will be using the 101 on Brees hall and while i have the 108 and 109 i'm not all that intrigued by the other rookie quarterbacks at least in that range do you think this team is a quarterback two away from competing? And if you do, are there any potential moves you see in order to acquire one? If you don't, are there any guys you think are overvalued that I should be selling? So this is another strong team. And I honestly say that I wish I wish I kind of had a couple more fixer uppers. I hope I hope guys that submit teams to the next one, if you have like a really ugly orphan or something, send that my way. And that would be fun to try and fix up. But I think this is a really good episode, like I said before, of productive struggle teams that are starting to transition into becoming contenders and playoff teams. And just looking at the starting lineup for this team, I think this is probably a fringe playoff team before adding any rookie picks to the equation. You have Lamar Jackson at quarterback one, not a ton else at quarterback though. And I agree that this team, because of that, looks pretty good outside of the quarterback too. And I agree that that should be the number one thing on your mind right now is how to fill that QB2 spot. And I think that something that makes sense is we talked about this with the other two teams, but that those picks, that 108 and 109 in that range, again, I'm not a fan. So if you could possibly do like the 109 and Kellen Mond and get a Kirk Cousins, I'd be into that. Maybe you could do something cheaper for a Ryan Tannehill. Again, those are two guys that I just really like that I think are undervalued that are also really, really good QB2s with quarterback one upside just from efficiency. So you could probably do like maybe 109 for Tannehill and a second back. I think that could be fun. And I will say after that, 
there are two other options at quarterback. I think that it either needs to be Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousin, or you can tier up from there and pay up for a quarterback, or you can tier down from there and get a cheap quarterback. And the idea to tiering up is maybe you take the 108, the 109, and you you asked earlier, or he asked earlier, how what players on the team are overvalued. The one that sticks out the most is Hunter Renfro. I think that he got really pushed up last year just from having a really, really weird stretch of games where he kind of went off. And now you have Devontae Adams and Darren Waller back in the mix. And I really don't expect him to be much more than a wide receiver four. So if I could sell him, I would. So if you can take the 108, the 109, Hunter Renfro and Bridgewater and go get a quarterback in that Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott range, I think that makes a lot of sense because especially Russell Wilson, man, I think that Russell Wilson has a top five season coming here this is a guy who has had his ferrari set to mile per hour of like 60 just on a team where he has dk metcalf and tyler lockett and they refuse to crank up the passing volume every single year that he's been in seattle he's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in nfl history while also passing at a bottom five rate so he goes to denver and i believe that they have nathaniel hackett there who at the very least i expect him to be middle of the road in passing volume and if that's the case just given that it's Russell Wilson, he is going to be in play for a top five season. I would love doing something like that. And Twitter thinks that that trade is even through 22 votes. It's 50-50 on that trade. So if you want to say that that trade's not going to happen, whatever, whatever, Twitter disagrees. I think you could also tear down if you don't want to kind of pay up for Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott. You can tear down and maybe go from that starting trade of 108, 109, and Renfro and Teddy Bridgewater. Remove the first and just do Renfro and Teddy Bridgewater or Renfro and Kellen Mond. And you could probably do Hunter Renfro, Kellen Mond for Marcus Mariota and probably get a second kicked back to you now that I think about it. And again, after that, we have those mid to late picks as soft sells and that 108, 109, again, that's a range that I'm trying to get out of. Uh, if you if you want to sit in the pocket and you get lucky that Jamison Williams or Kenneth Walker fall to you, take them by all means. If you're a little bit less luckier and you got to take a picket, Matt Corral, Chris Olave, so be it. But if you can help it and trade out of that and trade those picks for sticker price, I'd be wanting to do it. Again, if we're trading off of those picks, like we outlined earlier, it should be for a quarterback upgrade, or it should be getting more liquid in that 2023 draft class, especially just given that you have three 2022 first and only one 2023 first. If you can, you know, maneuver around in a way where you can turn any of those into a 23, 2023 first, I'd be into that as well. Then on to the running backs. We have DeAndre Swift, which is a really strong RB1. He is going to be a top 12 running back this year. He's young. He's going to hold value. And then this is the perfect way to have that long list of running back lottery tickets while also being in productive struggle. We have Khalil Herbert. We have Eno Benjamin, who I have as a, a soft sell. You don't have to sell him, but I know there's a lot of Debbie guys that like him. And with the Cardinals just having James Conner in front of him, people really like him. So if you can kind of sell him before the NFL draft when the Cardinals inevitably take a Rashad White, a Zamir White, a James Cook, whatever, I'd be interested in selling him. But he's not like a must sell, go sell, you know, Benjamin, just a guy you can kind of grease the wheels on a deal. And he also has like a James White, Keenan Wangwu is interesting. Just a bunch of guys that are on rosters that can make some noise if things break their way. Now, I love what this team looks like even more when you have DeAndre Swift at RB1. This team's going to have Brees Hall at RB2 as well. Two young running backs that I'm completely fine with rostering in Dynasty. Then we have wide receiver with T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, another really strong top wide receiver trio. Now, again, I don't love Hunter Renfro. He is the guy on this team where I'd be looking to move him ASAP. I think that he makes a lot of sense where you pair him in a draft pick and go get your quarterback two or get into the 2023 draft class. If you can do like the if you can do like the 109 and if you can do like the 109 and Hunter Renfro for a 23 first, I would love that as well. Again, this is just a guy with 
Devontae Adams and Waller coming back, I just don't see him really giving you much more than wide receiver for production. So if you can sell him while he's relatively hot, I would. I think another trade with Renfro that could be fun is something like Renfro and Kellen Mond for Tannehill and a lesser wide receiver like Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd and Renfro will probably give you similar production while going from Kellen Mond to Tannehill is huge. And this is a trade from Adiko that is similar to that, where it's Mitch Trubisky and Renfro for Odell and Ryan Tannehill. I would just do whatever your version is of Renfro and Kellen Mond for Tannehill plus X. At the wide receiver room, I think every wide receiver room could use some depth, but this one is good. You have Metcalf, T. Higgins, DJ Moore, Ayuk, Bateman. After that, could use some more depth. So I like the idea of at 204, 205, you get a Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, David Bell, Wandale Robinsons, whatever. Those type of wide receivers in the second. Just take swings. Then at tight end, we're looking perfect. We have Kyle Pitts. Love the idea of just having Kyle Pitts up top, and then you can kind of just take your swings on the Jacob Harris's of the world. And all in all, this is a very solid team. I think we went over really good trade ideas. And he also sent me some of his recent trades. So let's look at this two-parter where he pretty much sells CeeDee Lamb and parlays that into his next trade. So he sells CeeDee Lamb, Naeem Hines in the 205 for Justin Jefferson in a third, which is a really solid trade. If you have CeeDee Lamb and you can turn that into Justin Jefferson, that's amazing. It's almost a straight swap from CeeDee Lamb to Justin Jefferson. And in my eyes, you guys know me, not a big CeeDee Lamb guy. I have CeeDee Lamb in the wide receiver 10 range. I have Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver one. If you can close that gap without giving up a first... That's a massive W. Then he takes it one step further and he takes Justin Jefferson, his 104 and Gerald Everett and trades that into Metcalf and Kyle Pitts. Now, I think this one's more even. Again, I love the top five in this draft class. I wish that that 104 was actually his 108 or 109 or maybe 108 and 109 and you ask for something on the back end, like an early second. But again, I think that he wins this trade. I think, you know, Justin Jefferson and Kyle Pitts about even out. At the very least, you can say Justin Jefferson by a little bit, but maybe only by like a second or so. So it really just becomes selling the 104 for Gerald Everett, Metcalf, and maybe whatever leftover value you lose from Jefferson to Pitts. And I think that that's fine. I, I would personally need a 101 or maybe the 102 to think about selling DK Metcalf. Or, so buying him for the 104, I think is huge. Again, I would probably need to go from CeeDee Lamb to Justin Jefferson in that first trade. If I'm the Jefferson owner, I probably need a first or two to get from CeeDee Lamb to Justin Jefferson. So I think this is a really good move. You parlayed CeeDee Lamb into a treasure trove of Kyle Pitts and DK Metcalf. So well done, if you will. Now that's going to do it for us today, fellas. Again, if you want to be featured in these videos moving forward, if this video does well, I'll probably do these maybe bi-weekly, weekly. I don't know. I, I don't know how these videos are going to do. Let me know down below if you have any ideas for uh, suggestions on how to do this a little bit better, a little bit more clean. This is still a work in progress. I still don't know what format I'm going to do. I also kind of want a theme. Like I was thinking maybe Extreme Makeover for the theme of it or like a, a Bob the Builder, like Ron the Builder type series. So I don't know. I still don't have a series name for it or anything yet. This is still an idea that's kind of in its infancy stages. But if you enjoyed the video, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. If you want to be featured in these moving forward and get your team broken down on future videos, make sure you check out patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. You get entry into these dynasty rankings, rookie rankings, RS grades, all of that good stuff for literally $5. Make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. And as always, I will see you guys in the next one. I got the juice. I got the juice. Tenno, on. Foolies glad I'm on. Even my haters kind of glad I'm on. Rest in peace to my vagabond. Rapper, song, singer. Suspended subpoena from Mr. Me.